The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Many people know that the days we are living in are more than just unusual. They realize that life today is far different to the way it was for hundreds of years before. Technology is moving so fast it is impossible to know what is coming next. And some people have withdrawn themselves from mainstream life so that they can no longer watch the nightly television news. Some things that they have seen have been so distressing to them, they just don't want to watch the news anymore. Today, I'm going to give you some good news about the future. We're going to see that God has a plan for you that will help you face the times ahead with confidence. Yes, these are the last days spoken of in your Bible. But they also mark the end of a world that has brought suffering and misery to many. The good news is that Jesus Christ is preparing right now to return to earth as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. My friends, in today's program, we will see how you can be ready for that great day when Jesus Christ will return and bring peace and joy to this world. We call our program Tomorrow's World because we look forward to a time when there will be peace and happiness on this earth. And so to understand just how close we are to that new world, I'm going to show you from the Bible six signs that we are in the last days. My friends, Bible prophecy reveals the signs for the last days of this age. You need to know the six signs that we are in the end time. So stay tuned. A warm welcome to all of our Tomorrow's World viewers and a special welcome if you've just joined us for the first time. According to your Bible, we're living in the last days. In some places they are called the end times or the latter days. Well, we can know for certain that we are not living in a normal time in history. We cannot dismiss the clear and compelling evidence that Jesus Christ and the prophets predicted a time of crisis at the end of this age. We are in the last days. How can you know? Well, let me give you six signs that will prove this directly from your Bible. So what is the first sign? Let us turn to a prophecy that we read in the book of Daniel. If you've got a Bible, you might want to follow along with us as we uh, read here. But uh, here in the book of Daniel, we read about the first sign that we're going to talk about. Daniel's sign of increasing knowledge and travel. Now let me give you some background here. The prophet Daniel was living in Babylon in the 6th century BC when an angel came to him to reveal what would happen at the end of the age. In chapter 12 of Daniel and verse 1 we read, And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Jesus Christ called this the Great Tribulation in the New Testament, and refers to it as the worst time in all of human history. In verse 4, we continue, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. 
many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Many shall run to and fro? What does that mean? God was predicting a time unlike any time in history, when people would be able to travel in one day what would have taken months by sailing ship. Cars, trains and airplanes have multiplied the distances we can travel in one day. How many people do you think travel by air each year? Well, let's see how the numbers have grown. Back in 1940, three million Americans flew in an airplane in that year. By 1975, the number was 205 million. But you know, by 2000, that number had grown not just in the United States, but to all the world, the whole world, 638 million. And get this, by 2006, a staggering 2 billion people from around the world took to the skies. Now, what about the increase in knowledge that was spoken of by Daniel? Well, books, the internet, and cell phone use have all increased sharply. In the year 2000, there were 120,000 new books published in the English language. By 2009, this had quadrupled to half a million titles a year. And the Internet? Well, in 1995, there were just 16 million Internet users, which was 0.4, less than 1% of the world's population. But by 2009... This had grown to 1.7 billion, or one in four of the people living on the earth. What about cell phones? Can you believe it that we have just reached a figure of, are you ready, 5 billion? That is nearly 75% of the world's population. Yes, Daniel prophesied that knowledge would increase. And we have seen this fascinating prophecy come alive in our lifetime. Now, why does this need to happen? Let me explain. Just before Christ's return, the world will shrink in a way that people will be informed almost instantly of what is going on in other parts of the world. Let me show you what I mean. In Revelation chapter 11, Revelation chapter 11, if you'd like to turn there, we read about the two witnesses who will prophesy for three and a half years in Jerusalem. At the end of those days, we are told in verse 8 that the beast will kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified. And now verse 9. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. Only recently has this become possible by either satellite TV or on cell phone screens to see what is happening right around the world at the same time. Before I give you the next sign, let me offer to you our free booklet for today. It is 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. My friends, your Bible gives you the signs you need to prepare for Christ's return. This informative free booklet will help you in your study of Bible prophecy. Listen to these subheads. Heavenly signs in the day of the Lord. An ascendant European Union seeks global primacy. A great false religious leader. And the abomination of desolation. Phone the number we will give you or order your copy at tomorrowsworld.org. Call now. 
Let us now take a look at some specific end-time prophecies that Jesus Christ gave us. Here is the second sign to consider. Sign number two is religious deception. Jesus Christ's disciples asked him an important question. In Luke chapter 21 and in verse 7. So they asked him saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he answered, he says, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. Religious deception is all around us with new doctrines, strange ideas and beliefs that cannot be found in the Bible. It is not just religious people who are trying to deceive you, but the atheists as well. Have you noticed that some atheists are getting angry? For decades they held the high ground in universities and the media. But since 9-11, more and more people are questioning life. There is a sobriety developing as people worry about their future. The affluent days of the past are fading, and some people are concerned about the morality of the world around them. No wonder that some are looking for the answers in religion. They see that humanistic atheism has not brought happiness. For this reason, religion is making something of a comeback, and so the atheists are fighting back. Oxford academic Richard Dawkins published a book titled The God Delusion to counter the belief in God. He has been joined by others to wage an offensive against those who are uncertain about God's existence. I'm sure that you want to increase your faith and belief in God. You need to be sure of what you believe. This is why Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames say, don't believe us, prove it from your Bible. We want you to have this important booklet free of charge. It is called 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. This booklet will give you vital details that you need to know. Here are some of the signs you'll read in this booklet. The rise of an aggressive fundamentalist Islamic power. A powerful religious figure leads a religious revival. And the abomination of desolation. Call now or order your copy online at tomorrowsworld.org. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-934-5579. That number again is 1-800-934-5579. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World. Today we're discovering proofs from the Bible that we are in the last days. Jesus Christ answered his disciples' question about when the last days would come, just prior to his second coming. He gave us signs that show us the way to understanding. 
The first sign we looked at was Daniel's sign of increasing knowledge and travel. And the second was religious deception. Let us now look at the third sign that we are in the last days, that Jesus Christ gave his disciples. Sign number three is wars and rumors of wars. In Matthew 24, we read of wars and rumors of wars. In Luke 21, verse 9, he also told them, But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Did you notice that Jesus Christ said that the end will not come immediately? The events of the end time build up to a climax. We are now well and truly heading toward the culmination of these last days, which is called the Great Tribulation by Jesus Christ. There have always been wars, but today we have a new kind of warfare that knows no boundaries. It's called terrorism. It can strike anywhere and anyone at any time. There are no soldiers in uniform. Rather, there are fanatics who would blow themselves up or detonate a suitcase-sized atomic bomb in the middle of a large city. Recently, President Obama said at a signing ceremony for the New START Treaty with the Russian President, Dmitry Medvedev, he said, a nuclear weapon in the hands of a terrorist is a danger to people everywhere, from Moscow to New York, from the cities of Europe to South Asia. Do you know what the statistics are for warfare on Earth today? What dangers do we face? The number of armed conflicts where one army fights another in traditional warfare has actually declined in the last 20 years. What has taken its place, though, are conflicts where the enemy does not wear a uniform. This new combatant can melt away into the crowd. He can be on a bus in London and blow himself up along with his fellow passengers. He can fire a rocket into a neighboring country. He doesn't fight by the rules of the Geneva Convention. Today we have wars and rumors of wars. So now let us look at the fourth sign. Sign number four is earthquakes, famines, and pestilence. Jesus Christ told his disciples there would be earthquakes, famines, and pestilence, or as we call them today, disease epidemics. Have you noticed the increase in earthquake activity in populated areas? Think about the devastating quake in Haiti with the terrible loss of life for a country already in deep poverty and suffering. Just a few weeks later, Chile was hit by a shock that was many times more powerful, but thankfully, the loss of life was not as great since the epicenter was not in populated areas. Remember the tsunamis in Indonesia and Sri Lanka? Skeptics will say, though, well, there have always been earthquakes. It's no different today. Well... In 2 Peter chapter 3, hear what the Apostle Peter said regarding those who doubt in the last days. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Jesus prophesied a time of earthquakes as a part of the beginning of sorrows. These seismic events are going to increase until, as we read in Haggai chapter 2 and in verse 6, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. 
Tsunamis and tidal surges caused by hurricanes are predicted to swamp low-lying cities. In Luke chapter 21, verse 25, we read, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Ask someone who was in New Orleans on August 29, 2005, when Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast. And they will tell you what a storm surge can do to a low-lying city. Famine is a specter that threatens the lives of millions of people. The earth is soon to be inhabited by 7 billion people. And over 1 billion of these do not have enough to eat. According to the World Health Organization, 3.1 million children die from malnutrition each year with millions of others never reaching their full physical height or weight. God speaks of a time coming soon when our American and British descended people will face famine and pestilence in their own lands. You know, that's hard to believe because we have so much food today that many of us throw away much of what we are served. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, let's turn there to Deuteronomy chapter 32, there's a prophecy for our time. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 24, God prophesies for our day. He is speaking to the descendants of Israel who can be found in modern-day United States, Canada, Britain, and Western Europe, as well as Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. Notice what it says. They shall be wasted with hunger, devoured by pestilence, and bitter destruction. God is calling on our people to wake up. He warns all of us to change our ways. He is telling us before it's too late. So please consider that time is running out for our people to repent of the way that they live. We are warned in Ezekiel chapter 33. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? I said I would give you six signs that these are the last days. So far we have seen four of these. Sign number four was earthquakes, famines, and pestilence. Before we go to the fifth, let us know what Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees and Sadducees. In Matthew chapter 16, Verses 2 and 3, he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Many people are oblivious to the signs of the times, but you can understand. To help you understand these signs, Roderick Meredith has written this booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Here are some of the signs you'll read in this booklet. The rise of an aggressive fundamentalist Islamic power. A powerful religious figure leads a religious revival. And the abomination of desolation. Call now or order your copy online at tomorrowsworld.org. 
This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-934-5579. That number again is 1-800-934-5579. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the last part of the program, I want to show you some signs that you will identify with and understand that these are indeed evident to all of us that we are in the last days. Sign number five is perilous times. Notice, please, what Paul prophesied would come in the last days. If you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Why did he say this? God inspired him to write about a world that would exist at the very end of the age. Several factors would contribute to this dangerous time. Firstly, large cities where neighbors do not know each other leads to anonymity and coldness. So often we pass people in the street and we do not know them. This has led to people treating each other as strangers without natural affection. Notice verse 2. Men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Look at verse 3. It says brutal. That means cruel and hard. Now let us notice verse 4. It says traitors, headstrong, haughty. Verse 5 continues with having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. True godliness is a gift from God. It is not something that we can put on. God is the greatest power in the universe, and he shares that power with those who surrender to him and humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, as we are taught by the apostle Peter. James says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yes, we live in desperate times. God says that we have sown the wind and we are now reaping a whirlwind. Maybe that should be not a whirlwind, but a hurricane. We look forward to a time when this perilous age is past. Let us now see the sixth sign that the Bible shows us that we are indeed in the last days. The sixth sign is the gospel shall be preached. Before the end of this age can come, God has to complete a task that he began in the days soon after the creation. The book of Jude states in verse 14, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. Enoch knew that the Lord would come and establish the kingdom of heaven on earth, not in heaven, but on earth. Jesus Christ will rule on the earth for one thousand years. Yes, in this world, from Jerusalem, 
and you are being offered the chance to join his team. You will learn more about this as you read our free booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. Many men have continued to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God since then. But it is right at the end of the age that the maximum preaching will be achieved. Notice in Matthew 24 and verse 14, Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 14, a statement of fact where we read, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Has that been done yet? No. It takes great faith to believe that such a small work as this could be the work that God will be using to preach the true gospel. And yet, God tells us not to despise the day of small things. The final fulfillment of this prophecy will be right in the midst of the tumult that will grip this world. In Revelation chapter 11 and verse 3, that's in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 3, we read of two men who will finish their mission. They are called the two witnesses. Notice, and I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. That is the last three and a half years before the millennial reign of Christ comes to the earth. When the two witnesses complete their powerful mission, the seventh trumpet sounds announcing God's new government on earth. We read, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. My friends, we are living in the last days. On today's program, we've discussed six end-time signs. They are Daniel's sign of increasing knowledge and travel, religious deception, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines and pestilence, perilous times, and the gospel shall be preached. Right at the end of this age of human rule over the earth, there will be an event called Armageddon. We have read about it in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 16, where we read, And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Let us continue on in the next verse. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. Yes, it will be the end the end of all suffering and poverty. We long for that day, as I am sure you do too. So be sure to join Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames next week as they continue to bring you even more good news about tomorrow's world. They, along with Wallace Smith and I, will present compelling information that will help you to learn more about the way of life that God has in store for you. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-934-5579. That number again is 1-800-934-5579. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. 
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.